As a leader, you will be confronted with circumstances. You will be confronted with things where you have to make choices. And sometimes these choices you have to make in the middle of the night. Now, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter who you are. Please stay focused on what you have been called and born to do. You have something important inside of you and there's always something that want to distract you, that want to keep you away from what you are purposed and born for. And that is where you have to make decisions. And these decisions are not always so easy. But I'm sharing with you in this message how you can make decisions based on uh, history, based on decisions people in the past had to make so that you can hear and see what they did so that you can make decisions even in the middle of the night to change the course of your life and sometimes maybe even the course of many other people's lives. So please stay tuned until after the intro and we will continue talking about these choices that you have to make right in the middle of the night. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast. My name is Yanni. It's so great to have you. And this is really in the early morning hours and I just felt I need to get up and just come and share with you. And as you might have noticed over the last while, the messages that I've been doing and the broadcast that I've been sending out has really been unscripted. It's been unprepared because I just felt I should speak to you from my heart so that the what stirs up in my heart will just really minister to you and speak straight to your heart. So I trust that today will also be precious to you that you will really receive something that you can uh, take away from this message so that uh, your day and also your, your life can be built up, changed, so that you can maybe learn something from me and just take that and implement it in your own life. And just remember right here at the onset, if at any time you feel you want to share this message, please share this message. Share it with a family member or a friend or anyone who you think may need this message. But don't disregard what I'm sharing with you here. Because sometime in your life, if it's not right now, uh, maybe it's been in the past, but even in the future, you will get to a time where you really have to make decisions. And that's why the title of today's message is Choices in the Night. And sometimes you may uh, lie awake at night, even during the day, something may really stir you up and you don't know exactly what to do. But you as a leader, you have to make choices. You have to make decisions. And those decisions are important. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been decisions that you had to take. Because every decision that you take and every decision that you make has consequences. It has either good consequences or it has bad consequences. And those things, whether... Uh, you may think it's only for your own life and applicable to your own life. It is not really. Whatever you decide that you need to do will impact someone else, even if it's just one person. But many times when you impact one person's life, then millions of other people's lives might be influenced through that. You know, if we look in, in history, uh, let's just take uh, government leaders, Winston Churchill or Franklin D. Roosevelt, any of those guys, they had an impact on millions of people's lives, not only on their own lives, the decisions that they made. And that's exactly the same with you and I. And you may feel that you right now you're in a position or that you're in a place where this is not really applicable. But I'm telling you it is. Because whatever you decide, may really have a massive influence in your life. And it may be even that your life's direction is totally changed. Because like uh, you and I have, have uh, discussed often, that it's so important that you find out what your purpose in life is. What have you been born? And then 
you have to refine that what is in you, that gift that's inside of you, that purpose that you've been created for. And there's going to be choices that you have to make. And even listening to this message today is a choice that you had to make. Somehow, you just felt that you had to listen to this message today. Maybe it's the first time in your life that you're listening to me. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you are here. So I'm trusting that what I'm saying really resonates with your heart and that you can really take this, make sense out of it and take something from this message, from this broadcast and implement it in your own life. And who knows, you may impact someone who has an impact on millions and maybe even billions of people's lives today. You never know. You never know the choices that you make, really the outcome that it's going to have. Now, I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of um, more detail and background from uh, what I've been sort of studying and what's been stirring up in my heart and so on. And, you know, when there's things that are standing up in your life, uh, choices that you have to make because of uh, choices that other people had to make, because that's many times why you and I have to make these decisions. It's, it's uh, based on a decision that someone else made and it might have made things difficult for you in your own life. It might be a family member, it might be someone at, at work, someone in your business, it might be a customer that you have when you have a business. Someone might have stirred up something and you have to make decisions. And sometimes these decisions are not just simple decisions. You really have to ponder on these. Sometimes you have to get counsel, so you have to get the input from other people. And so that is why choices are inevitable every single moment of every day. Even what I'm speaking to you here, and as you're listening to me, you have to make choices. Is Yanni speaking the truth, or I don't agree with this? But nevertheless, whether you agree now, whether you don't agree, please listen through and uh, listen to the end of this, of this broadcast, because I'm sure I have something that will really help you, impact you, impact your life because even if it's the slightest little thing that you can gain from this to help you just to make a decision maybe a very important decision on your life maybe it may be your child that is uh, run away or you want something specifically for uh, one of your loved ones maybe there's something that i'm sharing with you today that you can use so now I've, I've talked a lot and I've given you a little bit of what we're doing and what we're dealing with and why choices are so important. But when you, for example, wake up in the middle of the night, what are you thinking about? What are you doing when you wake up? Are you just lying there and you're just worrying and you just uh, don't know which way to go, what direction to take? If I can just give you this one little hint, when you wake up in the night, focus on what you need to focus. Not on the circumstances, because the circumstances, those are facts. But facts and circumstances usually do not tell the truth. It's usually something behind that. There's something that someone said that stirred up these circumstances. So why are these circumstances standing up? What do you have to do? What do you have to decide as a leader to change this the circumstances, to change the direction that you're currently going in. Not only for you, but sometimes also for your whole family and for your whole business. And if you're a leader in a, in a higher position, say for example, pol uh, uh, political leader, if you make a decision, it may impact the lives of many, many, many people. And that's why when you wake up in the night, it's so important Then you're alone, there might be no one with you. Everybody else in your homes may, uh, may be asleep and you're the only one awake. So now you can decide. Are you going to worry? Are you going to uh, chew your nails right there where you are? Are you going to sweat? Are you going to cry? What are you going to do? So I encourage you, when you wake up in the night and some of these thoughts of even despair might stir up in your heart, Take a moment and get your focus away from the circumstances. Get your focus 
on where you're heading, where you're supposed to go, what that purpose is that God has for your life. What is the gift that God has placed inside of you? That is the most important. And this is one of the reasons why I'm sharing this with you this morning. That's why I'm doing this broadcast at this very early hours of the morning. Everybody else is still asleep, but I just felt I need to get up and share this with you now. So I, I really trust that this message is for you so that you can make decisions, not based on circumstances, but that you will make decisions based on where you're heading to. Because remember, where you're heading to, if you know what your purpose is, if you know where you're going, you might not know exactly how to get there. But this decision that you have to make today is vitally important to get you there. And even if it seems, if it's a few degrees off, even if it's 45 degrees uh, off, uh, off track, it doesn't matter because you can correct your way as you go along. Let me just share a story with you here that someone shared with me some time ago. It's with the astronauts in one of the first Apollo missions that went to the moon. Now we think today, you know, everything went smooth and they launched that rocket and it went straight to the moon. But you know what uh, one of the astronauts said? He said they had to make course corrections. I can't remember how many times a minute but they had to make course corrections all the time. And the, the, the closer they were still to the earth and the further away from the moon that they were, they had to make course corrections even more. As, as they got closer to the moon, the course corrections became less and it also became less, uh, how can I put it, it became less um, severe or the, the course correction became much smaller. So they were, they had this, the, the, the target in sight. And so it was easier for them just to zoom in all the time. So the course corrections were not uh, that great. And he even said that, that there were times when they had to turn 180 degrees where they almost went the wrong direction, but they had, they realized it and they had to turn around and they had to head in the right direction. And that's the same with you. Do not look at the circumstances. You need to know what your goal is. You need to have that vision and you have to have it so clear because it's usually in those early hours of the morning or deep in the night, midnight time when everything is dark and everything seems as if it wants to jump on you. Those are the times when you really have to focus, when you really need to draw strength. And you know what? When you have that purpose, when you have your eyes focused on the right goal, on the right purpose, on what you need to do, then it'll be easier for you to make those decisions. And then many times you fall asleep and you have a good sleep after that and then you implement those decisions. But what I many times do when I wake up in the middle of the night, I cannot fall asleep again. So what I've learned instead of just rolling around and just getting aggravated with myself because I cannot sleep, I get up and I go and start either just reading or I start working on um, my writing, uh, writing uh, the books that I'm, that I'm busy with. So there's something that you can do. And those times of the night when it's so quiet, that is sometimes the most productive times, although it seems as if it wants to distract us. But now let's get to to a little story from history that I want to share with you. And this is really relating to, to David. Many people refer to him as King David. Now, he was, a, he was still a very young man and God sent a prophet to anoint him as the next king of the Israelites. Now, uh, Saul was king and he did not do what God commanded him to do. So, uh, his, his uh, rulership as king basically were, was terminated and David was anointed king. But although Saul's uh, role as king was still there in the physical, God didn't approve of him anymore. So that's why God anointed David as king. But now it's interesting 
And there's an interesting few points that I'm going to share with you from this passage of scripture. I think it's from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 around there. I'm not going to give you a specific scripture, so I'm just going to give it to you as it comes to me. And then what happened with Saul, because God's presence basically departed from him. Now you must listen carefully. God's presence departed from Saul. And he was uh, tormented by an evil spirit. And that's many times what happens to you and I, especially, and let me just explain this to you. When you have these thoughts, for example, in the middle of the day, or in the middle of the night, it doesn't really matter. But these thoughts come at you. And many of these thoughts are not your own thoughts. It's something that comes from the outside. And you have to make a decision. Are these thoughts in line with what I need to do, with where I'm heading to? And then you really need wisdom and understanding to know and to discern which of these thoughts should be just discarded or which thoughts you really have to take and you really have to work with these things. So that's where you really need discernment and it usually comes through knowledge. Yes, I'm, I see you you're frowning a little bit at this moment. But just remember, if something is totally off track, discard it, almost take it, take it. You know, I, I, uh, when I started learning this, I would put my hand in the air and I would take this thought and I would pull it down because that thought wants to exalt itself. And in scripture it says that thought wants to exalt itself above Christ. So I, you have to take it captive, pull it down and discard it. And the moment you do that, and you learn how to do that, then you will learn how to discern. You see, it's actually so easy. Then you will learn how to discern which thoughts are there to help you and which thoughts are there just to pull you down and to distract you. Anyhow, so back to, to David and Saul. So as Saul was, was uh, really tormented by this evil spirit, his, his counselor said to him, you know what you need to do is to get someone who can play the harp, who can make music, a musician, who can really make uh, anointed music. And when you get that person, this evil spirit will depart from you. And he said, well, get me someone then. So someone rem uh, uh, remembered of David, because David, although he was tending sheep, his father's sheep, he was a very good musician. He was playing on the harp and he was an excellent musician. So they told, told Saul about him and he sent for David and he told David's father that he wanted him in the palace and David needed to come and play music for him. So Saul got very fond of David. Now these things, it may seem as if it's a, bit, a little bit long story, but please just bear with me. Because these things are important. Saul became fond of, of, of David. And he even sent to David's father and he said, Listen, I'm going to uh, keep this lad with me. I'm going to keep him in my employment because I really like him. Now, just after this, while this, or while this is still going on, David went back home and back to, to, the, to the capital all the time. So we went back and forth. And at one time when he was... Um, at home at his father's place the at that time the Israelites and the Philistines they were at war and David's father had three of his sons that were in the war they went with, with the Israelite army and they were waging war against the Philistines and he wanted to know how they are so he asked David to take them some food and bring some news back with him how they were so David went and when he got there, something immediately drew his attention because there was a massive turmoil going on. And, and just here on a side note, I'm sharing this with you. This is about uh, David uh, killing Goliath, killing the, the giant. But I'm giving you a totally different perspective today. And there's a very specific reason why I'm doing that. So just bear with me. So... What David noticed is that as these two armies were drawn up against each other, there was a valley in between and on the one side of the, of the mountain, 
with the Israelites on the other side of the mountain uh, or the other side of this valley, there was the Philistines. So they were facing each other there. But David heard there's some, there's like a, a ruckus going on. So what he heard was this one Philistine. It was a massive man. He was the, a giant. That's Goliath. You probably have heard of, of uh, the story of David and Goliath. So Goliath was standing there. And according to, uh, you know, history, this Goliath guy was about 10 feet tall. Now that's, that's tall. I was just thinking, you know, if a guy that tall and that big comes walking into my room and he's got, uh, you know, evil in his eyes and he's got all the weapons and stuff that this Goliath guy had, I think you're really going to have to stand if you, or you need to know what you're doing if you want to stand. That's why most people would just run away. And that's what basically what happened with the Israelites. So this giant came into the valley and he, he sort of uh, challenged the Israelites. And he said, listen, send one of your guys to come and fight with me. If he uh, overcomes me, if he kills me, we, my nation, will be your slaves. But if I kill your warrior, then you will be our slaves. And David heard all these things. And this, this Goliath guy, he was shouting and he was cursing and he was defying the Israelites and he was defying God. And David listened to this and he said, what is going on here? Why is this guy shouting and why don't you guys do anything about it? And when he found out, he realized that this has been happening for 40 days already. So for 40 days, the Israelites were sitting there. And every time when this guy, this giant comes out, the Israelites are shaking. They're so afraid and no one wants to get up. They're sitting there. They're just looking. They're just in fear. They don't know what to do. And yet this, Israel, uh, this Philistine, this, this uh, giant, he's slandering them. He's cursing them. He's speaking all kinds of vile things against them and against their God. He's basically defying God. He says, who are you? Who is your God? Nothing can stand up against me. I'm so great. I'm so strong. Isn't that what circumstances many times do? Or a person comes at you and they, they challenge you and they say, you know, I'm so great. I can never be defeated. I've had this and I've had all these things that happened for me and I'm so great. And many times that might distract you. Many times that might discourage you. Many times that may make you to fear, especially at night when you wake up. You may think, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? But listen to what David did. David went around and he said, listen, what is going on with this thing? What is, and he was inquiring because he wanted to find out what's going on. And as he was inquiring, now listen to this. His oldest brother heard what he was doing. He heard how he was going around and asking the other people what's going on. And his brother pulled him aside and he says, you little brat, these are my own words, you little brat, all you want to do is just to be part of all this. You've got evil intent in your heart. Why are you doing this? You should rather go home. You should go to your few little sheep that you have there on the farm. You should go back home. You don't belong here. This is not a place for little, little boys or young lads that think they're great. And yet his brother has been there for 40 days. And his pants was also shaking when this Goliath guy, when he came and he uh, confronted them. No one of them, not one of them was uh, prepared to stand up, not even speak against this guy. They were speaking to each other and, and just uh, even stirring up the fear even more. But you know what David did? He said to him, listen, I don't have any evil intent in my heart. But this is the precious thing. You know what David did? He turned away from his brother and he went and he asked the other people. And this is one of the messages that I want you to take away from this. David was not discouraged when his brother called him evil, when his brother told him that all he wants to do is just stir up strife and he just wants to do bad things. He did not get distracted. David knew who he was. David knew what his purpose was. David was focused. And that I want you to hear. Stay 
focused. Do not let people distract you. Do not let people dis um, uh, disappoint you even. Do not let that happen. Don't look at the people and rely on the stuff that they have and rely on it so much that you get distracted and that you also start missing the mark because it is not necessary. And it's your choice. It's your decision. It's where these choices in the night come in. And that is where you will, will uh, um, get the victory. Not over there right in the battlefield maybe, but it's even before the time. And sometimes you may just get this thought and Holy Spirit is very, very gracious with that. He will show you ahead of time even before the stuff happens. You will just get this hint. He will warn you and he will just put this thing in your heart. Just open your heart, open your mind and hear what God is saying to you because he wants you to be focused. He wants you to fulfill the purpose that he, that he uh, gave you birth for. So that's vitally important. So David went on and he was just inquiring from the other guys. And when one, um, some of the people, when they heard what David was saying and what he was asking, they went to, uh, to the king, to Saul, and they said to him, listen, here's a young lad that uh, is inquiring about this. And he kind of hints that he will be able to, to go and take out the, this, this, this giant. And of course, the king was curious because he was just as afraid as all the other guys. And he called David. But now the interesting thing. Remember what I show, shared with you earlier. David was in his court. He was playing music to him. He saw the king even became fond of David. But now he asked David, he says, who are you? Whose son are you? He's, he should have known because he knew David. David was in his court day after day playing music for him. And yet, here he doesn't recognize him because David is not in the palace. David is not that little uh, gentle harp uh, musician. Now he's here among the men. Now is year where the battle is fought, where the war is waged between these two enemies. And there's a lot of, lot of things at stake. Basically, everything is at stake. Their lives are at stake. Their livelihood is at stake. Their families are at stake. Their country is at stake. Everything is at stake. And even their um, um, uh, position with God is at stake. Because they're supposed to trust God. And David seems as if he's the only one who's really willing to do something. And you may be that person. You are that David. And you have got that giant that is shouting at you and cursing you and telling you all kinds of evil things and calling you names. Are you listening to that? Or are you staying focused? Please stay focused. I'm even telling you what to do. Stay focused. Don't let those things distract you. Follow David's example. David did not allow himself to be distracted. David was focused because he knew who he was in Christ. He knew who he was in God because that was still the Old Testament. But David knew his position with God. He knew it. Because while he was with the sheep, and this is what he told Saul also when Saul said to him, yeah, but you can't go out and, and fight that, that giant. You're just a, a young lad. He said, you know what? While I was tending my father's sheep, if a lion would come and take one of the sheep, I would go after that lion and I would go and get that lamb out of that lion's mouth. I would kill the lion. I would kill the bear would come and take one of my, one of my sheep. He said, I know what to do. He says, I'm trained for battle. And it's many times in these lonely times, in these times in the middle of the night, where you as a leader need to make choices, make to make these choices in the middle of the night, what you're going to do, how to fight. Because it doesn't just come. You have to train. Look at any, any uh, uh, boxer. They have to train. Any fighter, they need to train. It doesn't matter whether you're a fighter, whether you're a pilot, whether you're 
are a craftsman or whether you're a school teacher, whatever. You need to train. You need specific knowledge. And this, what I'm sharing with you, is giving you knowledge. It, I'm training you basically here in these early hours of the morning. I'm training you. I'm training you how to wage war, not against people, but to wage war against the things that want to distract you and keep you away from your purpose. Because there are many people that need what you have. And this is also illustrated in David's story. So let's continue with David. So, first of all, uh, when David was so bold and he told him all these things that he that he he's used to all these things. He killed lions, he killed bears, and he's not afraid. He knows what he what he can do. He knows what God can do. Because what he was basically saying, he was saying, this guy, this Philistine, he's uncircumcised. So he doesn't have a contract. He doesn't have anything relating to God because he's cursing God and he's standing up against God's people. So David didn't regard him because he did not have a covenant. This Goliath guy, this giant, did not have a covenant with the Most High God. But David knew he had. And that's why he knew, he knew his purpose. He knew who he was. And that's why he knew, because he was trained for, for this battle. And it was in his, his times alone, way out there in the, attending the sheep, away from everyone else, just the sheep around him. That's where he was trained. Not in the, in the, in the king's palace. That's not where he was trained. He was trained way before that. And the same with you in the early morning hours, late at night, wherever, you may be totally alone, but that's where the training takes place because that's where you have to decide whether you're going to look at the circumstances or not. And then the circumstances are going to try to dictate to you how you should conduct yourself. So what happened, Saul said to David, listen, you can't go out like that. Take my, my armor and you put it on and then you can go. And so what they did, they dressed David with, uh, with Saul's armor. And David said, no, man, I cannot wear this stuff. And I've heard stories where people said, yeah, but it, it was way too big for, for David. I don't think that is really what, what, what is said there. David said, I'm uncomfortable with this stuff. This is not how I fight. I don't need this armor because I've got God as my armor around me, the presence of God. And that is the most important thing that you and I can ha have. And that's the most important thing that you and I can ask for. And if you don't have God's presence, if you don't know who God is, get to know Him. Get to know Jesus Christ because He's the one, He's the only one that can take you into battle and say, go and fight that battle. And when He says, go and fight that battle, He's got the, the confidence in you to know that you will fight that battle and that you will become the victor. You will come out victorious, just what like David did. So let's continue with David. So David said, no ways. I don't want all this stuff. I'm not used to this. I haven't been trained with this stuff. I know who I am and I have what I have. So they said, okay, you go. Now, the next thing is very important. David did not consult with these guys. And this is important. Although you and I need counsel, it's very important that you seek the counsel of the Most High God. So in those early morning hours, in the middle of the night, midnight, whenever, even if it's during the day, at midday, go aside. And even if there are people around you, you can still go aside. If you just lock yourself almost like, how can I put it? Like lock yourself inside of yourself and just quiet your mind from all the stuff that's happening around you. Quiet your mind and focus on what God has told you and what God is telling you at that moment. And that is so important. David consulted with all these guys. He asked them what was happening, and you can do that. But eventually, he had to decide what he was trained for, what he was good at, and he knew that this guy that was cursing 
his people that was cursing God did not have a good standing with God. So David knew that he could take this, this guy out. He could take the opponent out. So David went down there. And I'm, some of the details I'm, I'm going to skip a little bit. But one of the most important things here is that David went and he ran toward this Philistine. He didn't try to sneak up on him. He ran towards him to the point that when this Goliath, this, this giant, when he saw him and he saw he's just a little boy, he said, what? Who is this that you're sending against me? This little twit? This little nothing? Are you insulting me? That's what he said. But David said to him, you come to me with all those weapons, but I come to you in the name of the Most High God. And today I will feed you to the birds. And of course this Philistine must have laughed. He must have cracked himself laughing. But David didn't laugh. David was focused. And he knew what he needed to do. And David had a slingshot. So he picked up these little rocks. These little stones from the, from the brook. These five stones. And he took one stone. And he put it right into this giant's forehead. That's where he was not protected. And that you must hear. When you do this and you focus not on the circumstances. God will show you where your focus should be as far as your enemy is concerned. God will just show you. And when you let go, when you decided to rise up and do what you need to do, you will take the enemy out. It's not going to be people. The enemy works through people. But it's never about people. You can have compassion on people. But just remember, it's the stuff that's working through those people. That's what is attacking you. That's what's coming against you. That's what's coming against the light in you. Because that's really what the enemy is all about. He wants to kill the light that's in you. He wants to kill and destroy the word of God that is in you. That's what he wants to do. Now this may sound religious. It's not religious. This is real life, man. This is real, real, real life. When people come against you and they tell you all kinds of stuff, that you're evil, that you want to do this bad thing and that bad thing, and you know in your heart that's not your intention. That is not what you're doing. And yet, they make assumptions. And yet, they accuse. Because that's what they're good at. And usually people that are good at accusing, there's something in their lives that they're trying to cover. They may not even know it. They may not even realize it. But that's most of the time that happens. Because they're unhappy. Because they look at the circumstances. They listen to these voices. Even in the middle of the night, they listen to these voices and they take these evil thoughts. And that's how they operate. Now I encourage you, operate in the, in the opposite spirit. Operate through the spirit of the Most High God. And take these thoughts captive in obedience to Christ. And hear what God is telling you. And David, the moment that little stone went into the forehead of this giant, he fell. That whole ten feet fell to the ground. David didn't have a sword. So he ran forward. He took out this very heavy sword of this giant, of this massive man. That everybody was afraid of. David took out his, this giant's own sword. He pulled it out of the sheath. And you know what he did? He cut off his head. You have to destroy that which is coming against you totally. You have to destroy it. Because if you do not destroy it, those thoughts are, that are coming against you, you have to make a choice. And you have to decide to once and for all, to deal with it. Yes, there's going to be other things that are going to rise up. Other things are going to stand up. It's going to. But you have to deal with the situation now because if you don't, it's going to bite you. I'm sitting with something in my life now that I'm standing up against. And you know what? A few years ago, 
quite a number of years ago, I also had a Goliath. And I, I didn't go forward and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And Goliath basically beat me. But you know what? Today I'm stronger. Today I know where my strength is. Today I know that I have to make the right decisions. I have to pull these, these thoughts, these strongholds. I need to pull them down. I need to not listen to those voices, but I need to focus on the purpose that God has for my life. And that's what I need to do. So I'm focused. And that's why I can encourage you. And that's why I decided to make this message and send out this broadcast this time in the morning. It's still dark outside. Everybody else in in the house is sleeping. But it doesn't matter. I know you're not asleep. That's why I'm so grateful that you're here. So I encourage you. I encourage you. Strengthen yourself. Build yourself up in the Lord. Look at God and say, Lord God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? When do you want me to do it? There's an urgency. There's really an urgency because people's lives are at stake. Some of the things that I've dealt with in my life, especially over the last while, people's lives are at stake. We did a transaction with with a man. And you know what? A few days after, we heard that this man, he just passed away. And you'd never know. But I know that we made an impact on that man's life. I made an impact on his life. I know that. So I encourage you. Do what you need to do because it's vital. I even need what you have. So please contact me. Share with me. Share with me maybe your story. How you overcame something that you were struggling with. And just this message that it encouraged you. And David cut off this, this giant's head, he cut it off and he picked it up and he held it up in the air and he went back to the Israelites. But you know what happened? The moment when the enemy, this Goliath guy, when the Philistine army, when they saw that they hero, that he was killed, they ran because they knew now their lives are at stake. They will have to be slaves of the Israelites. And the Israelites, all of a sudden, through this young boy that knew who he was, that took action, that killed this giant, they, all of a sudden, they jumped up, they shouted, they grabbed the weapons, and they pursued this enemy. They pursued the Philistines and they killed them. They killed the enemy. And why? Because a young lad knew who he was and he did what he, what he needed to do. He fulfilled his purpose or he started then fulfilling his purpose. There were many great exploits that he still had to do. But he also had to go through a lot of hardships. And I'm just going to share this one story with you. How you need to encourage yourself in God. In some decisions, you really need counsel. But you know what? In some decisions and at some point, you have to decide. You cannot run to any people. There's only one that you can run to and that's God. And that is most of the time. First, go to God. You can seek counsel. But you know people can only give you advice to the point where they are. They cannot give you advice in specific circumstances. Many times you cannot even get out of a situation and first go and ask people. You have to make the decision yourself. And it's crucial that you make the right decision. So this story, it's again about David. And he, he and his men, they, he had 600 guys with him. And they went out. And when they came back to their city, they saw their cities on fire. Their homes were all on fire. Their wives were gone. Their children were gone. All their, their livestock was gone. Everything that they had was taken. And these guys were super upset. You can think for yourself. You get home and there's nothing. Your family is gone. All your, your um, belongings are gone. Your house is going up in smoke. Just think for yourself. How are you going to feel? 
Now think about these guys. They were devastated. But you know what happened? They started listening to these outside voices. And they turned against David, who was their leader. He always had his, um, their best interest at heart. Always. And they stood up against him and they wanted to kill him. They said, it's you. You are responsible for this. And someone might be pointing fingers at you and say, you're responsible for all this trash. And David was not. They went out together to go and fight. They went, they were at a, um, a group of men, like I said, 600 guys, and they went out together. And everything was fine when the circumstances looked great. But the moment the circumstances changed, then they wanted to kill their leader. And they accused him of he being responsible for all this. He was not. And so David, I mean, he was seriously distressed. But you know what? He didn't have any counsel. He couldn't go to anyone and say, listen, please help me. You know what he did? He turned to God and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you want me? Now listen to his, to his question to God. He didn't just say, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. Bye. It was just the crying. No. He said, Lord, what? Do you want me to overtake them? In other words, do you want me to go out and get them? He asked God because he knew if he didn't have, if he didn't have God on his, on his side, nothing would happen. And God said to him, he says, David, get up, pursue them, go after them, overtake them, and you will recover all your stuff. And that's exactly what happened. But you know how David got to that point? He had to encourage himself in God. He had to strengthen himself. He had to build on that foundation that was deep down inside of him. And he had to decide not to look at these guys that wanted to kill him, all these circumstances that stood up against him. He had to decide to look away from that. And that I encourage you with. Look away from the stuff that's around you. Look away from it. What are you looking at? Don't look at the circumstances. Look at your purpose. Look at what God wants you to do. And if you don't know what to do, ask him. Say, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do this? And he will show you. He's faithful. He will always show you. If you open, he will show you. So David and his uh, 600 guys, they went out and they came to a brook and they had to uh, cross this, this um, um, body of water and 200 of the guys said, listen, we, we're really too tired. We just, I mean, we cannot go on. Can we please stay behind? David said, that's fine. So with 400 guys, they went. And you know what? They got the enemy. They destroyed the enemy. And they brought back their spoil. Everything that those people stole and that they robbed from other, from other countries and other uh, cities, David got it all. And he brought everything he brought it back with him and his men. Now listen to what happened. And this is also a very important principle. When they got back and they got to these 200 guys that didn't want to go with them, the guys who were with, were, were with David, some of these 400 guys, um, some of them, not all of them probably, but uh, some of them said, you know what, these guys that were so afraid to go with us. They said they were tired and all that. We will not give them any of these things that we, that we got. Not, not one of these uh, uh, items that we got from, from the enemy. We will not give them anything. But you know what David said? He said, no way. We share and we share alike. What you get, these people get. They will not only get their wives and their children back. They will get and share in everything that we have. And then David also took some of these, some of these treasures that he took from the, from, the, from the enemy. He took some of these and he sent it to some of these cities who were being attacked. He gave to them. David, David didn't just keep everything for himself and for his men. They gave to others. So whatever you're going through, whatever you have to face, and your wars that you're fighting, Take what you get from there and invest it. I almost call it like an investment. Give back. Give back to others who's also lost 
things. And that is so important. That's a godly principle. And you know, I've been talking quite long today, um, but I, I really have this, this unction in my heart just to share these things with you. So I really trust that even if there's the slightest little encouragement that you got from this message today, that you will take this, please apply it in your life. It's not going to work probably exactly the same as with me because your circumstances are different. But do not let the circumstances dictate to you because those choices that you have to make in the night are vitally important. How your day is going to go, how your life is going to go, and the lives might be influencing the lives of millions of other people. So please be encouraged. Know who you are. Be focused and ask God what He wants you to do. It's so easy. He wants action. He is a God of action. He is a God of action. He wants to do exploits. He wants to do exploits with you. But He needs you and He needs your, um, you working with Him. He needs your cooperation. He needs your willingness. He needs your availability. And that's really all that He needs. And then do what you need to do. Listen, thank you so much again for listening and uh, to this broadcast. I really, really trust that there's something that you got from this message. And please share it. Share it with a family member, with a friend. Please help me to get this message out. If you want to uh, help me financially to get this message out, go to my website, sunshineharvest.com, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E, H-A-R-V-E-S-T dot com, sunshineharvest.com and help me, help me to take this message out. Whatever, uh, if you want to support financially, even small amount, it doesn't matter. You can do it on a monthly basis as well. Every month, just partner with us so that you can just help us to get this message out because I'm sharing with you things that are happening in my life and as it stirs up in my heart, I share my heart with you. So, we have this heart, heart to heart talk early, early in the morning when everybody else is still asleep. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to checking you out in the next broadcast. You have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.